Are you tired of waiting for sparks to fly on your dating app? Do you dream of running through airports to deliver an out-of-breath, unplanned monologue? Then stop doom-scrolling and start listening to Meet Cute Rom-Coms. Feel-good love stories that take you from chance encounter to grand romantic gesture in just 15 minutes. We're bringing rom-coms back. Get a brand new Meet Cute series on the first Tuesday of every month with new episodes twice a week. Fall in love with Meet Cute Rom-Coms wherever you find your podcasts. Is this where we kiss? Welcome to Girls Gone Hallmark, a Hallmark review podcast. I'm Megan, and I'm a longtime Hallmark movie fan. I'm Megan. Nope. <laughs> I've had too much sugar this morning. Yeah. I think. Oh my goodness! I'm Wendy. I'm your former Hallmark hater. Oh my god! Today we're discussing Hall of the Holly lit up, which apparently Wendy is. If you want to connect with us outside of the podcast, we'd love for you to follow us on Instagram. We are at Girls Gone Hallmark. We love that community over there. Lots of chats in the DMs happening. Yes. Also, jump into our Girls Gone Hallmark Facebook group. Side note, do you notice sometimes <laughs> I don't, I can't fully pronounce Hallmark? Mm-mm. You never notice? Mm-mm. It always comes out weird. I notice it. And I notice it on the listen back to you. It's okay. Hmm. Don't hate me, guys. You know, I think that's like, have you ever taken family photos and then you go to look at them and every member of the family, it's the photo in which they look the best in? Of Mm -hmm. course, as we're listening back, I'm listening to what I sound like, not what you sound like. (laughs) Okay, perfect. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Quick little Hallmark housekeeping note from Wendy. Yes, we got a, a DM from a listener in Germany. Let me tell you what it says. It is a follow-up to a Heidelberg holiday. If you recall, remember I was asking about the Heidelberg market and how the overhead shots made it look very small. Honestly, you're looking at me like I'm speaking a foreign language right right now. 100% remember that moment. So one of our listeners DM'd us. She lives in Eberbach, Germany. Uh, I'm sure I didn't say that correctly. Anyway, she said the market isn't that big and she didn't even know it was a prestigious one. And then she also included that Heidelberg isn't that big of a city, but it's very touristy because of the castle. Mm. So that's cool. So it's one of the smaller markets among the Christmas. It was just special to Heidi Heidelberg herself. Sure. Okay. Well, let's jump in with a synopsis. Emily and Jared are excited to celebrate the holidays together as a couple on Evergreen Lane. Emily, along with the other residents, is determined to make this year's Christmas celebrations the best yet. However, the arrival of holiday royalty to the neighborhood creates competition. Despite this, the residents are prepared to welcome their new neighbors and celebrate Christmas in style. Hall of the Holly Lit Up was directed by McLean Nelson, who has 14 directing credits, including Speak of the Devil itself, A Heidelberg Holiday, and of course, the OG Hall of the Holly. Writer Chris Say has only six writing credits. Christopher has only written one previous Hallmark movie, You're Baking Me Crazy, which I really think needs to be on our on a future episode. I agree. Okay. He was not the writer of the first Hall Out the Holly. Now, here's what else I want to add. What's, what are you going to say? Nothing. I'm just listening. I don't know why I leaned in closer to my microphone. I know. I was listen. like, what do you got, Wendy? So I was trying to find some information about the writer. 
with only six writing credits, I was like, he has, there's got to be something else more out here, right? Especially with a big project like this one. Right. And couldn't even find like his Instagram and then finally found his Instagram, but I wasn't really sure what was him because it was a lot of like children, like, you know, of his children, uh-huh. I'm assuming. And finally, I stumbled across several articles. And I got to say, this is really cool. So Christopher Say, during the pandemic, his wife is an ER doctor at a Los Angeles city hospital. Mm -hmm. And along with some friends, he founded a nonprofit called Dine One One that not only provided meals for healthcare workers, but also supported local restaurants. Nice. Oh, like, how cool is that? I love it. He's like, I don't got time to write people. I'm too busy saving the world. Yeah. So I found that Instagram and then that like shuddered, like, because obviously there wasn't a need for it anymore. Mm -hmm. But I was like, that's really freaking cool. He was profiled in, I can't remember what magazine it was, but it was like a Los Angeles magazine and it was like heroes of Mm -hmm. the pandemic Mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I love it. You know, doing good things and writing movies. We're back with our second episode starring one Miss Lacey Chabert this week as Emily. With 175 acting credits, it's safe to say Lacey is more than just the Queen of Christmas. She also appeared in A Merry Scottish Christmas and The Dancing Detective this year, in addition to reprising her role as Gretchen Wieners in a Walmart Black Friday commercial. Do you remember when I talked about that? I do. I thought it was going to be a Super Bowl commercial. It ended up being a Walmart Black Friday commercial. Mm -hmm. I never even saw it. Have you seen it? bits and pieces mm. is Lindsay lohan in it she is in it right i think who's so. not in it one oh, of the ones rachel mcadam yeah regina george is yeah. not in it okay because she didn't want to be like that was the big hey maybe she's moved on she's above getting together no because the the girl who plays quote the dumb one what's her name the blonde one amanda like, seyfried she's like do you know i've seen this yeah. movie a million she plays times karen karen She's like a an Academy Award nominated, Emmy Award nominated actress. Yeah, and she was fan freaking tastic as Elizabeth Holmes. So good as Elizabeth Holmes. Mm-hmm. What is coming out of my mouth today? I've had too much sugar. Wes Brown plays Jared. His forty eight acting credits include a ton of Hallmark, but believe it or not, we've only reviewed two of his movies here on Girls Gone Hallmark. He dropped his Christmas jazz album this year titled My Kind of Christmas. I forgot about that. I want to listen to it. Me too. I remember it was really good. Um, Can you recall the two movies we've reviewed of his? Well, it would be Hall at the Holly 1. Yeah. A Nashville Christmas Carol starring one... (gasps) Candace Cameron. No. No? (laughs) Uh, Jesse Schramm. Oh, that was our early days. Mm. I remember we did that with a guest. Okay, moving on. Stephen Tobolowski plays Ned. And I think Stephen wins the prize for the most acting credits of an actor appearing in a Hallmark movie, if such a prize exists, with 290 credits. What hasn't he been in? He's a series regular on the Goldbergs, One Day at a Time, Californication, Silicon Valley, and Heroes. And we're glad to have him on Hallmark. Speaking of who we're glad to see back on Hallmark, Melissa Peterman plays Pamela. Melissa always lights up the screen in any role among her 38 acting credits. I'm tempted to fire up the series Baby Daddy on Netflix, where she appeared in 100 episodes, 
Of course, her role as Barbara Jean on Reba is iconic. Two things. I don't, what is Baby Daddy? It's like a lighthearted Netflix sitcom. Does Melissa Peterman play the mom? The grandmother of the, the baby? Grandma, yeah, yeah. I assume so. I've never actually seen it. Reba is a show I've only seen like here and there. Cool. That was my, I loved that show. That's my Joanna Garcia yeah. gateway drug. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole thing is like her husband has an affair with Barbara Jean. And then she and Barbara Jean are. Barbara Jean is the mistress? Yes. Oh, interesting. She's a delight in that show. Uh, Ellen Travolta plays Mary Louise. Yes, that Travolta. She has 50. She's the sister of John? She's related. Mom? She's, in the, she's in the... No, 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 no. Sister, I think. I mean, there is a striking resemblance there, for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has 52 acting credits and appeared in series like Charles in Charge. I watched that. I love that show. Mm-hmm. Joni loves Chachi. She appeared in two shows with Scott Bale? Weird, right? Totally Weird. All right. In addition to reprising her role as Mary Louise on Hall Out the Holly, she's reprising a 30-year-old role on General Hospital as Gloria Cerullo coming up soon. Tell me about those Johnsons. All right. So Jennifer Aspen plays Jane Johnson, the mom. She has 84 acting credits, including 44 episodes as Daphne in the series Party of Five with Lacey Chabert. What? You didn't know that? When I saw her on screen, I was like, where is this face from? Daphne was Charlie's. You said Daphne. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't say Daphne. You didn't. Oh, want me to roll back the tape? (laughs) No, I don't. You know I'm not above it. Now you get in my head again. I'm sorry. The word was Charlie's stripper girlfriend that had a baby. Oh wow, that's a deep cut that I do not recall. She was in 44 episodes. Well, wasn't he? Didn't he have another blonde long-term girlfriend mm-hmm. who became kind of like a mom to the kids? Did yeah. Did they end the, up getting married? I don't know. I can't remember exactly. Okay. Seth Morris plays Dad Joe Johnson. He doesn't have as many acting credits as Stephen Tobolowsky, but with 138, the dude has been in some stuff, including The Big Leap, a Fox one-season series, which I enjoyed. HBO's Veep, Netflix's Love, The Good Place, Perks and Rec, The League. I could go on and on and on and on. The guy has been in a lot of stuff. He's busy. Busy. And also, finally, we got a quick cameo from Eric Mabius, who plays Alan, Pamela's husband. However, when I looked him up, his IMDb shows that he was in the first Haul Out the Holly, and I don't remember him. Because he was only at the very end. He's gone the whole time. And she's like waiting, waiting, waiting. Same thing in this movie, though. Yeah. And she didn't think he was going to make it home. It was a bigger plot point in the first one. Finally, Hell at the Hollywood 2, Lit Up, was filmed in Utah in September 2023. I have a reason for adding that note. Okay. Let's talk first impressions. This might be the first movie of the season that has it all for me. Ooh. I wrote this sequel slayed i didn't even use ai to write that i came up with my on my own on my own and i put slayed s-l-a-y-e-d and then in parentheses put slayed like s-l-e-i-g-h-e-d let's talk about what you liked if this was your let me clarify what i mean movie of the season So I, prior to this movie, had like a top three. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't ranking them within that top three because there were different things I liked about them. And so 
My top three prior to going into this were Mystic Christmas, Mm -hmm. A Heidelberg Holiday, and Santa Summit. And they were different. I felt like Mystic Christmas was like the writing and the delivery was top notch. And I liked the different storytelling that we saw in Santa Summit. That was a totally different idea that was really well executed. Love the ensemble cast. Heidelberg Holiday was a really like warm, sweet movie to me. This movie was everything. It was funny. Mm -hmm. The writing and the delivery was top notch. It had some really sweet, warm moments. It was a little bit of a different take on a Hallmark movie. Mm -hmm. It just did it all for me. I love hearing that. And I think a sequel is hard to execute well Mm -hmm. without remaking the movie. And this was a home run for me. It had the elements I loved in the first movie, a lot of delightful callbacks. It didn't just feel like the next year we're doing it all again. Do you think there'll be a third? I would love a third. I think they could do it. I don't know how other than like getting married, but like. Yeah, but what they've done well is they've really utilized this ensemble cast nicely agree like they did introduce the new characters of the johnsons but then they elevated the ensemble cast the supporting actors steven tobolowski melissa peterman had big roles last Mm -hmm. the first movie but they utilized them so well having established those roles that i just think there's a lot more they can do i'm not a writer i don't know what they could do yeah But I do think there's room. They showed us that these characters can do more while still being true to the Evergreen Lane spirit. Yeah. Tell me some things you liked. Well, like my first impression said, I thought the sequel was better than the original for Mm. me. I remember liking the original. I only watched it once last year. Mm -hmm. I haven't revisited. I remember thinking that that was like your favorite movie last year, right? It was one of my favorites. Yeah, top three. This, to me, was very similar to last year's movie, Mm -hmm. except with the addition of the Johnson family, Mm -hmm. who I found so super unlikable, Mm -hmm. but thought was really clever the way that they added, you know, internet famous people without to the neighborhood. It just worked. It was so funny to me. I liked it so much better than just adding, like, a new neighbor who yes. wasn't, like, because then we're getting the same sort of, like, repeat of what we got last year, right? Mm-hmm. I hated the Johnsons, like, so much. And do you ever have that, like, where you're watching something, you hate a character so much, you, like, want to throw something at the TV? Yes. <laughs> I said Jennifer Aspen as Jane Johnson is truly great at playing a character you love to hate. Yes. And some of the reviews, especially some of the conversation in our Facebook group said, it was almost uncomfortable to watch because it was so antagonistic. Mm -hmm. And I can absolutely see that. I thought it was so funny the way they did it. Me too. Normally, I don't love that. It's just like, isn't fun for me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't necessarily love mean. And they were like snide and sarcastic Mm. and sneaky. I just thought it was the perfect foil to this like, Happy Christmassy town. I love that Ned was a defector and went to their <laughs> side because he could kind of be the jingle Jared of their team. Yeah. I thought 
thought it was really well executed. I thought so too. And what I also loved is that their son, Jimmy, is the first to break away. Mm-hmm. When Emily gives Jimmy the gingerbread half. <laughs> yes. I really didn't think that scene was going to go that way. Like, I thought he was still one of the bad guys. Yeah. And he takes it home, and he's just so genuinely earnest about it. He's like, look, I have a ginger. Can we eat it? Yeah. And his gingerbread house, by the way? I don't. Do you? No, but maybe you're making it with from scratch as opposed to from a box yeah, that's yeah, been yeah, sitting yeah. in a grocery store. Mm-hmm. Maybe. It's good. I liked that progression where he was like, you guys got to knock it off. Like, this isn't fun anymore. Yeah. And there's been a lot. It's funny that you talk about, like, the internet famous because there's been a lot of talk especially on TikTok, about the damage that these, like, family vloggers are doing to their children. Yes, I just saw something last night about it. It's it's very vocal right now. Mm -hmm. And it's also, I think, because a lot of these children are starting to grow up and hit their teens and have their opinions about it. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was interesting, like, a kind of way to address a little bit of that. Yeah. I liked it. I... Agree. Um, I got to say, this movie for me was full of, like, spot-on one-liners mm-hmm. and razor-sharp dialogue and perfectly executed. Like, you can't do it. Like, M- Melissa Peterman and Stephen Tobolowsky, like, I got – it has to be from their years of being, like, on – comedy shows yeah comedy show sitcoms you know where it's like fast replies do you know Steve what i'm talking Tobolowski about might be one of the greatest comedic actors ever great their timing was so good who probably doesn't get enough credit because he's never the lead yeah but he is so essential you know i love one day at a time mm-hmm He's so good in that. Oh, who does he play in that? He plays like a doctor who the mom works for, but then he has a romance with the grandma, but for a long time they're just like friends and he's in love with her and like Mm -hmm. it takes, but he's, it's so funny. He's, like you said, his delivery just from his years of experience. I'm so glad he was in these movies. Yeah. I have a question. Okay. There's a moment early in the movie where Emily and Jared are together and they're a little frustrated over the way things are going. And he's like, I could make you a hot chocolate. And she's like, the hot chocolate window has closed. Yes. And he's like, are you sure? She's like, we're done. And I felt like it was a little bit of a Hallmark safe euphemism. Yeah. When she was like, it's not happening. Yeah, dude, you need to go home. <laughs> you need I'm to go home alone tonight. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. There was an interaction between Pamela and Ned. They're like hiding in the house and it they say something like, I feel like I've been seen or something. It just was so funny. I just thought the dialogue was great. Um at one point I thought Lacey, well, we haven't even talked about Lacey. This squirrel is just eating so many oranges. This is the fourth time I've seen him run by with an orange. Where is there an orange tree? I actually think it's that house right there. They have like a fig tree and they have grapevines. Maybe they have like a little kumquat tree. Just every time he's just running back Mm -hmm. and forth, storing up for the winter. (laughs) When the Jolly Johnsons like come out to that Christmas tree lighting, which I had a problem with last year too. I don't understand why you have a Christmas tree in the center of your cul-de-sac. No. But 
how does that, where does that plug into? You guys, like, these are questions I think about, but they did it again this year. And then the Jolly John just come out and they like light those big fireworks and all, you know, whatever. And Lacey gives this face like, what is happening here? Yeah. Like, and I thought, oh, good. Like, she's having the same reaction I'm having to these people. So uh-huh. I was like, felt very connected. And I thought she was great in this role. Wes Brown, his his being so enamored by the Johnsons was so funny to me. Yeah, like he loved them so much he couldn't right. get mad at them. Yes, because in contrast, last year, he's all over Lacey and giving her like citations and this and that. He's so structured and rigid about like the HOA rules. Mm-hmm. And then he just folded for these people to share. It was, mm-hmm. I thought it was very funny. I agree. Very funny. And finally, the one last scene that I really, really loved is when Lacey's parents arrive to kind of save the day. Yes. And it's that slow-mo walk that her dad's doing. I died. He fully bypasses the hug from her. Uh-huh. And he's just like, no nonsense, right down to business. <laughs> that was so funny. I thought that was nice. I'm glad they brought them back. I was wondering when they're like, silver and gold are coming in. And I was wondering, I thought it might be a cameo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But... That was nice. It was nice. Did you like anything else? I thought the proposal was really sweet. It was sweet. It was sweet. It was well executed. Everyone's there with their sparklers. It fit into the theme of the movie and the theme of the moment. I'm like, are they going to get married next year? Are we going to see Lacey in another wedding movie next year? Uh, Well, okay. So my wish is that the Hall at the Holly franchise replaces the Time to Come Home franchise. Oh, yeah. Bye-bye. Yeah, there is another one this year, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oof. Um, my wish for, I thought it was a fun and funny movie. There isn't much I wished for with mm-hmm. this. Like, mm-hmm. literally, when I turned it off, I was like, that was so funny. I yes. watched it on Saturday night. That's amazing. I know. But... I wonder if there are wishes from others, like those of a different faith. Oh, yes. Let's talk about that. Okay. My last further thought goes along. It says, or those who find more to the season other than decorations, cookies, and parties. So let's talk about the faith part of it. So there's a provision in their bylaws put there by her father that says, like, you're exempt from the rules if you don't have, like, the emotional or physical ability to take it on. Do you mm-hmm. remember this part? Yeah. And I was wondering if that was going to be where they covered this also. Like, or if Christmas simply isn't your jam. Like, they didn't even need to make it that deep. Mm-hmm. Like, you just simply don't wish to participate. I kind of wish that they had gone further with that yeah. and, like, addressed it. You have driven up my street today. hmm I live on a bit of an evergreen lane. Yeah. And my neighbor across the street rents this whole lift and, like, in addition to all the houses getting in on it, the light poles are lit and there's lights going across the street and there's a tunnel of light. There's a whole thing. We have neighbors a couple houses away. The house has been for sale. And obviously that house is the only house on the street without lights on it. Mm-hmm. They moved in yesterday. Oh, boy. So everyone was like, oh, what do you think's going to happen? And one of the neighbors was like, oh, we'll give them a couple days. And I thought, like, it was kind of a joke. And there's a whole light competition in our neighborhood and we were like, oh, we'll set up the hot chocolate station in their front yard. This is before anybody moved in. Mm-hmm. But then I thought, leave them alone. Like, part of me is like, yeah, of course I want everyone to participate in this thing that's fun for me. But not in a thing that doesn't have any meaning to them. Sure. 
Not on a thing that maybe they find super annoying that they don't celebrate this holiday. And now they're on this street that is overrun mm-hmm. with lights. Yeah. I don't know. And I've never met this person. I have no idea. Maybe they'll light that shit up tonight. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I just wonder, like, I mean, it doesn't have to be that deep. A movie aside, I thought it was a great movie. But then when you, like, really look into it, like, it's a great movie for me because I celebrate Christmas. But if I didn't celebrate Christmas, would I hate this movie? Would I hate the street that I lived on? Because it's like that, you know, full of lights and craziness. And Yeah, I mean, I think you can excuse the movie for existing because, you know, if something isn't for you, just don't watch the movie. But living on a street like that is harder to escape, particularly when You've got the HOA with very specific rules. Every house must have a 36-inch nutcracker, et cetera, et cetera. Uh You know, your lights must be LED, all of this. I think they had a real moment to casually address it in a throwaway way that most people wouldn't even have, but it would have been meaningful. Yeah, so do you think they should, if they make a third, should somehow? Well, is that going to be the third where they've got someone who's like, y'all? Not everything is for everyone. I would love that, actually. Yeah, how are they going to handle it? I don't know. I would love that. All right. Moving on to Did You See That? Yeah. I have two. Me too. When Lacey's parents return to the home on Evergreen Lane to help, the mom says, we watched Christmas at Graceland on the Mm -hmm. airplane, which is a 2018 movie starring Wes Brown and Kelly Pickler. (laughs) Now, of course, I didn't know that, but I thought, that's interesting. Yeah. So I, I Googled it, uh-huh. and it's a Wes Brown movie. I just thought it was funny. Yeah, and they did, Lacey did the same thing in last year's Hall at the Holly, where she's watching, like, oh, yes, it, a Brendan Penny movie. Y- Brendan Elliott. Yes. A movie sh- she was in, or no? No, but she starred with him in a number of. Got it. Got it. You're right. I had forgotten about that. Um, also, on Twitter... Someone had pointed out that there was snow on the ground, but none in the trees, bushes, or roofs. And usually this is a sticking point for me, like when it doesn't look realistic. But it was also summer in Utah when they filmed yeah. this. I'm like, you got to do I'd rather have no snow on the trees or roofs than plasticky, cartoony-looking snow. Agree. Yeah. Agree. The realty company that sells the Johnson's home is Home for the Holidays Realty. That's a terrible name, 11 months out of the year. <laughs> no kidding. Like, who wants to shop at Home for the Holidays Realty in March? Yeah. Just a little note. When the gnome speakers are put out, mm-hmm. they wake up in the morning, they discover it. It's light outside. Jared walks over to the Johnson's home, and it is dark as night when he arrives at their house. Oh, I didn't even realize. Like, either the clouds had rolled in or... They filmed this at dusk, but it was shockingly darker oh, in that funny. short, short span of time. Yeah, because they show Ned out there doing yoga, not really doing yoga. But mm-hmm. so after that scene, when he yes. finally makes it over to the Johnsons, it's yes. dark. Oh, yes. interesting. I haven't seen. All right. Is that it? Yeah. Well, what did you rate this movie? This is my first five star of the season. Wow. Uh, 4.75 stars for me. Ooh. I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. Very funny. If you like this podcast, if you think we're funny, we love your five-star ratings and reviews. 
We're finally giving them out over here. You can leave those in the Apple Podcast app. It's easy to do. It's completely free, and it's a great way to support this podcast. If you're a regular listener and you enjoy it, we will be back tomorrow with our review of A Built More Christmas. Come back for that. See you next time. Bye. Bye.